Hello and welcome to the Faith and Family Matters podcast, where we talk about issues that strengthen our faith and build stronger family connections. Please join us for today's podcast with our host, William Hemphill II, Pastoral Counselor. Hello, everyone. This is William Hemphill, Pastoral Counselor, and I'd invite you today to listen to a message that I gave to my church called Governing Our Desires in the Midst of Crisis. Please join us for this message already in progress. Today's message comes from Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 6. Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 6, where it says the following. People who are ruled by their desires think only of themselves. Everyone who is ruled by the Holy Spirit thinks about spiritual things. If our minds are ruled by our desires, we will die. But if our minds are ruled by the Spirit, we will have life and peace. And so that's the contemporary English version of the scripture. Again, I'll read it one more time. People who are ruled by their desires think only of themselves. Everyone who is ruled by the Holy Spirit thinks about spiritual things. If our minds are ruled by our desires, we will die. But if our minds are ruled by the Spirit, we will have life and we will have peace. Now, personally, I do think this is an appropriate passage for our present time. It's appropriate because I feel that during these difficult times and seasons, I have witnessed, I'd say, two types of reactions, and I think it's necessary to talk about them because I believe they can determine our destiny within our country and how we walk through as a human community in the midst of this pandemic. One of the things that many of us have witnessed or experienced is that during this time, this pandemic, people are experiencing fear and worry. Fear and worry. And they are being used as driving desires that often get people to act in a negative way. We see people hoarding supplies. We see people fighting. We see people hungry. We've seen in many places where gun sales have skyrocketed because people are in fear about something that might happen. People are, some people are using this as the worst to drive out the worst in them. I even read something this morning in one of my communities. I read of a, of a Jewish community who was conducting worship on Zoom and white supremacists decided to get in that worship experience and be derogatory, begin derogatory behaviors, insults, different things like that. The panic and the worry are driving out the worst in a lot of people. Now, while I would say we can't blame people totally for this actions, they speak to another desire or need of people in humanity and that is what we call self-preservation. Self-preservation 
comes from our natural survival instinct. Self-preservation makes us fight or run whenever we think we're in danger. Self-preservation can make us or allow us do extraordinary feats in order to protect ourselves and our loved ones. We've all heard the stories of mothers lifting cars, of people fighting off attackers, and whatever else. Self-preservation, I would say, then, is part of that survival instinct. However, I will say something else about self-preservation. When it goes unchecked, it can lead to problems. When it goes unchecked, it can lead to problems. The problem with self-preservation is if we aren't careful, it can cause us to violate God's law, God's love, and God's scripture. When self-preservation goes unchecked, it can cause us to act in unloving ways. When we look at self-preservation and we do it at the expense of other people, we, in essence, become destroyers. So then we have experiences, like I said, in that Zoom community where a group of people were just trying to worship God and be in community, practicing safe distance, and other people wanted to come and interfere. Now, our passage of scripture, Romans 8, 5, and 6, tells us that people, when they're ruled by their own desires, they only think of themselves. They only think of themselves. And when we only think of ourselves, especially during a time like this, we start to act irrationally. So, we go and buy up all the toilet paper so my house can have toilet paper. I don't care if your house has toilet paper. We go and buy up all the hand sanitizer, not knowing that other people need hand sanitizer or might not care about hand sanitizer. We go up and steal N95 masks, not realizing or not caring that our medical workers will need these masks in order to protect themselves while they're caring for us our families, and human beings all over the world. Living selfishly because of fear has caused us not to think about others. So we also see other things. Seen reports, supervisors threatening people about their jobs. You're coming in or else. We see people fighting. We see all of these different things because of fear and thinking selfishly. Now, the second part of verse 5 tells us this. Everyone who is ruled by the Holy Spirit thinks about spiritual things. Before we get to that, does that first part make sense with everybody? That first part makes sense. All right. So the second part of that verse, everyone who's ruled by the Holy Spirit thinks about spiritual things. Well, what are spiritual things? Spiritual things are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and mercy. In other words, we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit. I'll say that again. What are spiritual things? Love, 
joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and mercy. These are the spiritual actions that we, who call ourselves people of faith, must focus our minds and our actions on. Especially when a world is in panic, I believe that God calls us to think and to do and to live differently. I happened to see a segment on the news the other day, and what happened in the particular segment, I think there were two ladies who happened to think about our medical workers on the front lines. These people are working long hours, and we want to pray for them. I know I have family members, I have friends, so many and so forth, who are going to work literally every day. And I'd say every day risking their lives and health during this time and season, as I'm sure all of us have all around the world. So we want to pray for them. But these two ladies thought about these medical workers and the long hours they were doing and decided, you know what? We'll take some of our money and go buy some Chick-fil-A sandwiches. And so they went to go buy Chick-fil-A sandwiches to give to some medical workers in the community. And as the story continued, Others also joined in, and they were able to provide plenty of hospital workers who may not have been able to take lunch because they were so busy, some food. They had food because someone operated out of love instead of fear. And I would say operating out of love allowed a sense of community to form. These people took some of their hard-earned money and time brought Chick-fil-A sandwiches to hospital workers who were overworked, who received love, allowed them to get some, some food in their body, some nourishment, so they, it could, so they could continue to go back and to work and help those who were ill during this time. Do we see the power of love in that simple action? That love, that mercy, that patience, that kindness, and that goodness allows us to build community. And the spirit-filled actions of those who act this way make a difference in the world, especially in the time of a pandemic. Now, I've said this many times, that this is a time when we are recognized we are part of the human community. One of the things that I've said, it's sad that COVID-19 has to remind us of that. One of the things about COVID-19, it doesn't care whether you're black or white, doesn't care whether you're American or Russian or Asian or Japanese, it doesn't care whether you're rich or poor. It doesn't care whether you live in a mansion or you're homeless. If it comes in contact with you, it's going to affect your health. COVID-19, in many ways, is reminding us that we are part of a human community. And as the scripture says, we have all things in common. COVID-19 is giving us the chance to operate as people of faith, walking in love just as Jesus walked 
in love toward people. Looking at verse number six in our passage, Romans 8, 5 through 6. Verse 6 tells us this. If our minds are on our own desires, we will die. If our minds are on are our own desires, we will die. Now that seems a little bit heavy, but I'd invite us to think about it for a moment. There have been people who have died during this time because of panic, not because of the disease. The news told us the other day about a man who ingested some tablets. I believe they were meant for cleaning fish tanks, but somehow he had heard or misheard that these tablets would allow him to have immunity to the virus. And so he ingested these tablets and he died. It wasn't the virus that killed him. It was anxiety, panic, and fear that killed him. Think about that for a moment. Anxiety, panic, and fear. It's one of the things that I say as a pastor and a pastoral counselor that I think is more dangerous than the virus. Because when we get that way, we start to act irrationally. Medical workers are at risk because of panic and fear. People are buying and stealing masks that are made for them. Here's the thing about it. If our medical workers do not have what they need, when we get sick, they can't care for us because they are sick. And then that allows us all to be in trouble. Panic and fear are the desires that are trying to rule over us during this time. And if we're not careful, it can cause us more harm than the virus itself. The last part of verse 6 tells us this, verse 6. If our minds are ruled by the Spirit, we will have life and peace. If our minds are ruled by the Spirit, we will have life and peace. What does that mean? If we trust in the Lord first, if we know that we are in God's hands first and foremost, then we can live in peace. If we understand that life and death and purpose and calling and all these things are in God's hands, then we trust that we are in his hands and we can't go anywhere before it's time. Now, does that mean we act foolishly? No. The scripture also reminds us not to tempt God. And so when we're saying we're not tempting God, we're trusting that God will keep us safe, but we also practice the precautions that we know to do. In other words, what they're telling us is, I like to call it physical conditioning, physical distancing. We're practicing the things where we're not gathering more than groups of 10 or we're not doing more than different things like that. I would even say that as far as some worship experiences, it's not that we're not trusting God. It's that I like to say, as the scripture says, it, we're not tempting God. We're using the wisdom that God gave us. And one of the things I like to remind us as people of faith is that God gave us a brain, 
and intelligence and expects us to use it. I'm going to say that one more time so we can understand that. God gave us a brain and intelligence and expects us to use it. It kind of reminds me of the old parable, the old story that goes. They tell it several times. There was a flood coming in the waters. The government is telling people, okay, you need to clear out your homes and move to safety because there's a flood coming in the waters. Person in the house, they knock on the door and say, you know what? Jesus is going to save me. I'll be all right. They stay in the house. The floods start coming. Someone comes up into a boat, pulls up to the house, talks to the person in the house, says, come on, get on the boat. No, Jesus is going to save me. I will be all right. Person in the boat goes on. Suddenly the person in the house is on the roof because the floodwaters have gotten up. A helicopter is coming down. Helicopter comes down. They say, come on, get on the helicopter so we can get you to safety. No, Jesus is going to save me. Person drowns. Gets into heaven. He's talking to God and says, I believed in you. Why didn't you save me? And Jesus tells him, I sent a car, I sent a boat, I sent a helicopter to save you. In other words, use our intelligence during this time. When we take precautions necessary, we don't tempt God by acting foolishly, but instead we use the wisdom that God has given us. But even in the midst of that, we continue to do God's will for our lives. We still love each other. We still go to the store. We still do physical distancing. We still gather in limited group sizes. We still pray for others. We still help when we can and how we can. Those who are on the front lines, medical workers, nurses, those working with the homeless, mental health workers, police and firefighters and EMS, they take the necessary precautions, but they continue to serve out of a sense of love and duty. And I really think that's one of the questions all of us should be asking ourselves during this time is how do we serve during this time? How do we serve? Because when we operate by the Spirit, we have life and we have peace. Not only do we have life and peace, but we show others love and grace, mercy, joy, patience, kindness, the fruit of the Spirit, which allows others to experience and also receive life and peace. So my encouragement for us today as we finish up this part of the worship service and the message is, A, how can we serve others? And B, how do we walk in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, mercy, the fruit of the Spirit toward others? Because the truth of it is, is we are all in this one together. Amen? This is William Hemphill, pastoral counselor 
and I thank you for listening to today's podcast. Just wanted to share a brief announcement with you. If you live in the state of Georgia, I am offering individual, couples, and family counseling via phone or video, also known as telemental health. Again, if you're in the state of Georgia, I now offer counseling via phone or video for individuals, couples, and families. Please go to my website, www.williamhemphill.com. That's www.williamhemphill.com. There you will see a banner that drops down on the front page. My email address and my contact number is located. There's also a button that you can press where you can request an appointment with me. Again, that website is www.williamhemphill.com. You can also go to www.fffeonline.org. Thank you so much and take care. Have a blessed day. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. We hope that the show has been a blessing to you. If you would like more information on personal counseling, couples counseling, adoptive family counseling, or other products and services, please go to fffeonline.org. For questions about the show, please email us at faithandfamilymatterspodcast at gmail.com. 